Oh, who the fuck could that be? Don't take too long. Oh. oh. Uh. Shh. Say it's carolers. Who is it? It's some bloody nonce. Well, give him a quid and tell him to jog on. With any luck, by next year, Clan and I will be watching one of these Christmas movies. Join your Noel. Uh, uh, Black Christmas. There's others that goes <laughs> too fast. Uh, but for now, let me say, without hope or agenda. Uh, so many cards. Just because it's Christmas. And on Christmas, you tell the truth. I wish we picked up the halls. Sorry. It's the truth. The following podcast contains spoilers for love, actually. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Benjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel. Mary Magusto. Mary Glenjamin. Oh. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, joyous Kwanzaa, happy wow. holidays to you and yours, Glenn. Oh, man, I, I love the fact that you said that. Because yeah. it is Merry, it is Kwanzaa, and it is all those other things. Yeah. <sighs> it's just so good. We, yes. we did it. We made it to the... The end of the year, the end we of the holiday it. season. And uh, you know what? For having a, little, a newborn, I'm not yeah. tired at all. Yeah, for Granted, Christmas being here, before, basically, yeah, <laughs> I feel we're, great. And we're recording this before he's born, so who yeah. knows how I'm feeling right now. It's, it's but, all making sense. Yeah. How you doing, Glenn? <laughs> I am not too shabby. Besides all the work stuff that I complained about the last two, I don't need to go there again. I'm just feeling good. I got my nice little... Mm, my little cozy sweater on. I'm feeling Ooh, me goddamn comfy. What do you yeah, got on? I got myself a, a Philadelphia Flyers Christmas sweater on. You do? I can see that. Yeah. That's I insane. I see your cozy sweater as well. Oh, God. Do I feel good in it, too? Yeah. Wow. Luxurious. <sighs> I'm going to have to break your balls here. Uh-oh. I didn't watch shit. Figured. But the two things we basically had to do. <laughs> That's the Glenjamin special right there. Oh, my God. It, and it is so fantastic to do. Yeah. Um, so I'll get right into that, little bad boy. So we're going to kill the two-minute thing So uh, that we're trying to get used to here. Yeah. Uh, so we watched the Marvels on Thursday. So we did end up watching something um, out there on the podcast. People who said Mike didn't know what we were watching. So that's what it was. We watched the Marvels, and there it is. Yeah. Um, I wish we watched the holdovers. So. I kind of wish I we did, liked, too. I, I mean, the Marvels wasn't bad. You can see what we thought of it on our yeah. uh, on our YouTube channel. But mm-hmm. I really want to rewatch the holdovers, and I don't know when I'm going to have time to. And I yeah. want you to watch it as well, so you can see P- Paul Giamatti in all of his glory. I got to see that crooked eye, man. I got to see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but after that, of course, we had watched what we're about to get into, and just around the two-minute mark. Yes. Well, not the mark specifically, but, you know, Mike, your time has started. My time has started. Uh, other than the <laughs> two we watched together, Marvels and Love Actually, I watched only two others, uh, so it should be relatively quick for me. 
The first nice. one was King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, not the recent one, the one from 1962, <laughs> yep. uh, which was the third Godzilla movie ever made. Uh, I believe only the second King Kong movie ever made. I could be wrong about that. Uh, this was the first collaboration between the U.S. and Japan mm-hmm. uh, studios when it came to Godzilla and, you know, the monsters. And it's just the the American influence in it is so apparent you know, the whole series was started uh, for, like, a way for Japanese filmmakers to talk about uh, the the nuclear bombs and everything. Mm-hmm. And all that the first, tragedy that happened to them, All obviously. that tragedy that happened. And then uh, what do the Americans do when they first come into this? Say, we should nuke them. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not inaccurate to what would happen. No, not in the slightest. They're like, but, we, we have a few lying around, right? Let's just get rid of them. Yeah, Let's but <laughs> it's just, it's so apparent that, like, the the American filmmakers who watched the yeah. first two Godzillas had no idea that it was about, like, nuclear warfare and everything, and, and mm-hmm. like, more or less anti it. Uh, it is, you know, a bit abstract when it comes to that. Not so much the first one. The second one it is a little bit, but the first one is very much so. Um, but yeah, still goofy. I, I miss that we don't... I miss, you know, movies with... Uh, fights between two men in rubber suits uh <laughs> i wish we brought them back you know get rid of cgi Why do from we time not to have time more damn it yeah from time to time just do that instead of cgi it'd be yeah. fun uh but yeah that's king kong versus godzilla then i watched david fincher's latest film which is on netflix called the killer with michael fassbender uh i really liked it um I was, like, into it the entire time. It's a very interesting film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Smiths pretty much have their entire uh, work on there. Like, he he listens to the Smiths a lot, the character does. Okay. And it just seems like every other scene is a different Smiths song. Uh, interesting. And so, you know, the Smiths got paid. <laughs> um, they got that it, money money. Yeah, it's a strong movie. I would say the ending kind of ruins it for me, but I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, but yeah. not not like terribly ruins. It's just slightly unsatisfying for the ending. You said that's on um, Netflix now. Yeah, that's on Netflix. I, I do recommend people check that out, especially if, especially if you're a fan of David Fincher mm-hmm. and Michael Fassbender. Uh, I do love them both. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's pretty much all I watch. So let's oh. get into Love Actually. This holiday season. Join this unforgettable filmmaking team. Welcome, Prime Minister. This is Natalie. Hello, David. I mean, sir. 20 years ago, you'd have been just his time. (laughs) (laughs) As they explore that time of year, when desires are revealed. I'm in love. Aren't you too young to be in love? No. Oh, okay. Secrets are exposed. Your secretary is very pretty. Be careful, then. And chances are finally taken. All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> this will be Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, Laura Linney, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Rowan Atkinson, Kira Knightley. Christmas is the time to be with the people you love. Yeah, I need a car. This holiday season. Hello, does Natalie live here? All you need. Oh. Hello. 
is love, actually. Are you seeing carols? Uh, I suppose I could. Lisa, please. Good King Wenceslas looked out. Love actually follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely uh it interrelated? Interrelated. Interrelated? Inter oh loosely interrelated. Where did the end come from? Tales all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. Yes, written and directed by Richard Curtis, starring Hugh Grant, uh, Martine McCutcheon, Liam Neeson, Laura Linney, Bill Nye, Gregor Fisher, uh, uh, Colin Firth, uh, Shauna Guillory, Emma Thompson, Chris Marshall, uh, Heike Makashk, uh, Makach, uh, Martin Freeman, Joanna Page, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Andrew Lincoln, Keira Knightley, and many others. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the movies that people always asked why I ha- haven't seen it. Uh, and pretty much my answer was, I'm not that into romance films. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much your bread and butter of a and, synopsis and for yourself. And I stand by it. He stands I, by I, it. I stand by it. Um, you get, are you doing the finger? I stand by it. I'm not doing that. Oh. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, the main reason I hadn't watched it before. I had always like intended to watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much when someone made me either my, my wife or this podcast. And this podcast came first. Yeah. Um, so Sorry, wife. Back yeah. it up. <laughs> uh, I forget exactly what it is, but my first note here is, oof, 9-11 reference right away. And I can't yeah, remember I what it is. I think, it. it's the, I think it's the narrator saying something about before the hit, Twin Towers were hit. Oh. Uh, probably mentioning how people waited at the gates for their loved ones and everything. Yeah. And how that doesn't happen anymore because of 9-11. Yeah. Uh, but there, I didn't that, even you know, hear that. But like towards the end of the movie when something's happening at the airport, they're like, you can't come out of here without a boarding pass. I'm like, well, we know why that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, but they, they mention it. Without saying 9-11, they mentioned yeah. it. They say the planes hit the two to- the Twin Towers. Mm. And I was like, that is a bold choice to start a to romantic really, Christmas really kick movie. kick it off, yeah. Two years after 9-11 happened. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, uh, you know. Mm. Yeah. It, was, it was really just, it really brings you in, knowing the knowledge of that happening really it, brings it you does, in. For yeah. the love. But uh, for, I believe this is your, your first time watching it as well, right? It it pretty much was. I had yeah. seen clips of it before, you know, with yeah, Andrew Lincoln too. just going in the courtyard and going like this. <sighs> and I, I know you know exactly what I'm doing, but you can obviously see it. Him just yeah. flipping. In, <laughs> why didn't I say what I wanted to say? <laughs> Tantrum. <laughs> um I saw clips of that and just some some random little things, but I've never watched the whole movie. Um, actually, I don't even think I've watched 15 minutes of the movie, like, sitting down. So this was a watch that I wanted to get around to because I know it's one of those ones that people talk about and people love. They, they usually watch every time they sit down with loved ones and say, let's not talk to each other during the holidays because we're all going to fight. Let's yep. watch this. Yeah. So, yeah, this was, that, this was that thing. This was also one of the... <laughs> One of the three movies that didn't pick for your movies for the <laughs> for the uh, for the old yeah, roulette. You haven't there. seen it yet, but I referenced that in the uh, in the, the, the oh, spoiler nice. intro. <laughs> Instead of saying I'll be dating one of these girls, I say we'll be watching one of these movies, and then put oh. all the ones that I wanted to watch over this. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yeah. Um. I mean, right away, I guess we can get into the pretty damn stacked cast 
that yeah. is the uh, the the British fever that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, Kira, I mean, who's who's like is like Laura Linney like the only American in this? Uh, I feel like there's, there's maybe not, a couple, but not the only one. Obviously, probably, besides the Americans that are in this, yeah, when they go to America. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I think she's definitely. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. The, That's right. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, he plays the president. Yep. The, the creepy president. Um, yeah, they're probably pretty much the only two big named Americans in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a stacked cast. But you you can get that when you do an anthology like this, where it's like not oh, yeah. one plot; it's a whole bunch of different plots. Especially uh, the Christmas I, movie. <laughs> yeah, I never really cared for this format of movies. Mm. It can be done well sometimes. Sometimes. Um, Usually I, the the theme that works is when it's not a romantic um, yeah. theme to it. Like, like a... What, uh, what the fuck's the movie? Crash. Crash or Vantage Crash. Point. When it's a different genre of movie, it works yeah. most, and, most and times. As far as Crash goes, uh, you know, other than the white savior complex thing and everything, yeah. I think the reason a lot of people hate on Crash is because it won Best Picture. I feel like if it didn't win Best Picture, people probably wouldn't hate on it as much because it's not a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, yes, it has the white savior complex in it, but like... It's it's a fine movie. It just shouldn't have won Best Picture, which is why yeah. everyone kind of shits on it. Uh, but yeah, things when when it's kind of like a romance, it just kind of feels like a bunch of short films. Like none of this felt connected, with the exception of one of two stories, until the very end when you find out they're all friends. Well, yeah, they. Um, it's it's like one thing I hate about these types of movies is like everyone's in love or everybody's cheating on each other or everybody's yeah. you know like romantically interested. And then everybody just kind of happens to be friends. That's how they're all connected, and that's how they yeah. make the story work. I, I hate that because, n- of course, during the movie, like this one, none of them ever really interact with each other. Maybe some phone calls here and there, mm-hmm. but that's it. Yeah. Like, they don't actually go to hang out with each other or anything like that until, yeah. of course, like the end of the movie when they all meet up. They're like, oh, my God, he knows that guy. Oh my what? God! I know that guy. That's how oh. it's. Oh. She's oh. she's she's Whoa. related to the the uh, the the prime minister. Oh wow. my goodness! That's crazy. Oh, wow. And the, the, and she is best friends with the Liam Neeson guy. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the most interesting story in this to me was the Laura Lenny story. Uh, yeah. Where you know she's trying to find love, but she's you know kind of her brother's dependent on her mm-hmm. and she has yet to learn to like have him uh, like put up boundaries with him and everything which is understandable being the only two people you know yeah um far away you know living in a completely different country but like i found that very interesting but then the rest of the movie i i text you like 10 15 minutes into it and i was mm-hmm. just like my face is going to be stuck with how much i'm cringing in this yeah. it is just the cheesiest goddamn thing, with the exception of a few stories. Uh, I would say my that one was the most interesting as far as yeah. like concept goes. It's the one that grabbed my attention the most. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the most real ones. Everything yeah. else was obviously like a rom commy type movie, which I mean, that's mm. what it is. So I can't really blame it for it. But I feel like the one that I liked the most personally was the Liam Neeson one where obviously it was more about the kid. Obviously, he, he was grieving over his wife, but they didn't linger on that. They lingered yeah. more on the relationship with him and the kid and the kid trying to, you know, get... I, there, was, there was some, you know, talk between the two. Uh, maybe they're comfortable between parent and son that they can have the, 
the conversation. But I was like, that's weird to talk to your kid in that sort of manner. Yeah. Where like, where he's like, oh, dad, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have talked to you about your love life. Have you found anybody? And then he's like, well, it was a stepdad. Oh. I don't know if that yes, helps at all. Yes, but um, I mean, I mean, not really. <laughs> yeah, but he's if like, if anything, well, it makes it maybe a little bit weirder. But he's like, have you found anybody? He's like, well, I haven't found anybody, and I don't plan to, unless that chick from my childhood comes along, and then we're gonna bang in every room in this house, including yeah, yours. That, uh, and I was like, uh, <laughs> all nope. right, that nope. was. But besides that, I mean, the concept of it, like then, like the kid trying to find like his crush is not fine but like win over his crush and mm-hmm. uh confess his little love i thought that was the coolest part the rest of it was just you're not really rooting for anybody else yeah um well except for the the uh the stand-ins who are put in compromising positions oh right the uh, first scene the first yeah, Martin, scene Martin with freeman martin freeman and, and i was like he's so me right now he's so me <laughs> <laughs> and then they started getting into it. I'm like, well, I, I'll I, tell you I, what. They're I both professionals, though. I don't retract my statement. <laughs> yeah, they they are both professionals. He was the, so consensual in everything. Yeah. Not not, but like the fact that they weren't even like acknowledging that it was happening. Yeah. Uh, like like, obviously, I'm not a stand-in. I do yeah. know that they have to do similar things to that. I don't know if it ever goes that far. Yeah. Um, with like the the thrusting and the movements and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. The fact that they were able to just like act like that wasn't even happening. Well, he was a stand-in for Brad Pitt. He has to be professional. Oh yeah, yeah. And and uh, <laughs> but like I, I was just laughing anytime that they came came back to that. Um, yeah. And and I'm glad that they you know were able to hit it off the way they mm. did. Of um, course. But like like it's just so many different weird stories. Yeah. That are different, varying levels of of cringy to me. Uh, it doesn't help that Kira Knightley was 18 when she filmed this. Uh, and, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is, uh, I don't know how old he is. It's, uh, he had not to have been mid-30s in this. 77, so he is eight years older than her, uh, which, you know, as an adult, it's not that big, but when she's 18 and he's 26, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's just... I just kept thinking about it, especially because her char- the first thing is her character getting married. Yeah, uh, it's just like, oh, he he ha- he waited pretty long for that yeah. that carriage <laughs> cradle. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, like no no one's questioning this. No one's questioning yeah. why the twenty six year old man is is marrying an eighteen year old woman. Uh, I would say tri- yeah that that storyline I did not care for. I mean, it was nice seeing Andrew Lincoln in something else besides Walking Dead. Yeah, um, he was a little little goofy in this, but that's not to his fault. That was more yeah. the character, and just that that whole situation was kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm re- I'm madly in love with the woman you just married, and I mean, no, he was a, he was a solid bro for lasting as long as he did. And I mean, then, technically, he never he just confessed his love. He didn't even yeah, say like, the, hey, let's let's la- leave him in the dust. He's like, hey, I got to get this off my chest. Yeah. There you go. Still weird. Yeah, I would have... Still crossing a boundary. Probably would have went that to my, my grave, or yeah. let that go to my grave, but uh, I but get it. But as far as confessing him. your love from someone who's already taken, that's the classiest one, you could go, question mark? classier ways, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, did, I didn't care for that storyline. It Also, a lot of these, they didn't linger long enough, in my opinion, 
they kind of jumped between storylines. They didn't linger long enough between the characters for you to genuinely care a lot. Yeah. Um, Like it would like, uh, you know, uh, my wife just died. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not, I'm not brushing off the fact that my best friend just died and then hangs up and then goes to her storyline. Obviously, in the yeah. beginning, you had to jump to get to everybody, but it just it didn't linger long enough for you to really be like, oh, that was, that was a punch. Okay, I'm ready to move on. That was a punch. I'm ready to move on. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it my was, God. Uh, please. Um. Man, I really didn't want to hate Alan Rickman in this at all. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was doing he was doing good for so long. That's it's also a problem that I'm having with this review. I can't stick to exactly one story because they're all so there's just well, that's so the many. Problem, that's the problem with these kinds of stories, is like you can't really dwell on one for too much because then mm. it's like especially with how little that stay, stayed on each one for each each time. Yeah. Um I mean, we could go through each story. We could go through each story if we wanted to, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's just do that. Let's yeah, let's just start do with that. the top of the uh, cast there. Uh, Hugh Grant, the prime minister, you know, uh, kind of having a thing for his, someone in his cabinet. I don't know mm. what she does exactly. Oh, he rummaged uh, the cabinet. She, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Consensually. Uh, Very but much, he, uh, the, the, I That one was fine. Um, I actually that was probably one of my runner ups. On, yeah, on the I, top. I'd agree with that. That was the, that was the one that was like the most rom com like that I liked. The only thing um, I genuinely didn't like about I, I liked I liked a few things. So I mean, Hugh Grant was great. Um, the chick who plays Natalie, I have to find her. Uh, Martine, Martine McCutcher. 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 Uh, anyway. Uh, I thought those two were great. They had great chemistry. I thought him trying to kind of win over England as far as like being the new prime minister and like showing that he's capable. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was all cool and well done. The only thing I really just genuinely didn't like was the kind of body shaming the whole movie on Natalie. She wasn't even that well, big. Yeah, like, they called that, they, that, they were calling that, her chubby. They were calling her pudgy and all that. Oh Thick gosh. thighs. Yes, she did <laughs> in the best ways. Uh, but like three C's, yeah, and they just kept body shaming her the whole time. And she's not even like chubby at all, yeah. She and did. I know that that's like a, a European American thing. Europeans, calm the fuck down, yeah. I mean, I don't when know when it comes if, to that. I don't know if it was exactly like, meant to be like mean, but like maybe they were just whipping around the thick with two C's the whole well, time. I, I, I was glad that he was kind of like, he yeah, was he always was just like, it. Is He's she like, really? <laughs> well, well, no, he, it wasn't. It was just, he was, he yeah, would he always question that. He's like, like, why, oh, she? why are you talking? Oh, no, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's my biggest like the Europeans have such a fucked up idea of what chubby <laughs> is. And yes, I so know it's because Americans not not as much as Europeans. Well, do. when like, our Europeans, whole modeling phase, dear God, if you were one hundred and thirty five pounds. Well, that's model. That's yeah. modeling. That's not like just people walking around. Like yeah. no one would have ever called Natalie chubby in in the U.S. Mm. Uh, at least within the last thirty years. I don't know about like. You know, the eight, but definitely not 2003. Um, and, and you know, I, I watch a lot of British television and they just call like the most random, not chubby people chubby. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, yes, I know that Americans have problem with obesity and food, but like, can you stop calling not chubby people chubby? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off. Go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. 
You, you wankers, jog <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> jog yeah. on. Yeah. Sorry, I got that from Shaun of the Dead. You're such a... Uh, you're so, oh, what's the word? Damn it. Posh. You're so posh, man, with I'm knowing so your posh. words. No, but it, it really does. And it, it happens a lot in this. Is Like, they call just people who aren't chubby chubby. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what? what is it? What do you... What are you gathering from this? That's what I want to know. What What is the benefit of calling people who are not ten percent body fat or less chubby? Like, no idea. What's the man. point? What's the point? And that's more than just England. That's just ever, anyone that ever calls someone who's not chubby chubby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just stop. Just stop commenting on people's weight in general. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Get help. Yeah, get help. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was um, going for. But yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a as it was the the closest to like a standard romantic comedy plot line mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. I liked the fact that he didn't know the house number, so he went like door to door, yeah, uh, trying to find her. I thought that that created a lot of humorous scenarios, and it wasn't just it wasn't like this grand gesture of like running to the airport like fucking Liam Neeson's kid does, especially the. Um, uh, the caroling part where the yeah. uh, where the girls are like are you a caroler and, and then he's then, like oh, well no but well, I, I can if you want me to yeah and then his bodyguard just had like and a then, beautiful voice just, yeah and then Hugh Grant's <laughs> just like he looks back and then he starts singing and he's like what yeah. the fuck he's just surprised yeah. by it he's like oh yeah um, um yeah I, I, I but like then that it got a little cheesy line. at the, the kids play towards the end a little bit yeah um, I like I like the that was probably the best connected a story because like yeah. they bumped into um emma thompson's character by by surprise and of course you know they they yeah. are brother and sister and like she's just going through that shit that that connection meant the most for both mm-hmm. her uh, emma thompson's character and just the story overall um other than that most most of the other kind of cameos into each other's lives didn't feel it didn't feel warranted at all Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, other than the campiness of the, of the play part, I, I mean, I really enjoyed him getting to that point and meeting up with Emma Thompson and yeah. all that. So that that was like uh, a nice little touch. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, it was it was definitely one of the better ones. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess we should move on to uh, Liam Neeson's next. So yes. Liam Neeson, along with that kid. Hey, look, they're on the screen right now. Uh, so Liam Neeson's wife is dead. Uh, he's <laughs> In the movie and in yes. real life now. Uh, yeah, sorry, sadly. sorry about that. Um, and uh, he's he's watching over his stepson. Finds out his stepson uh, is in love with a girl at school and yeah. uh, kind of uses that as a way to distract himself from from grieving. Um, as we and, all do. Yeah, uh, we discussed this one a little bit already. It's a little weird. Yeah, uh, mostly the conversations that they have. Yeah, mostly conversations. What's happening itself isn't too bad. Yeah, uh, the kid learning the what the kid's doing is very natural for a a mm. early teenage kid to do. Like, oh, th- she's into music, so let me learn gonna, how to play drums. I'm going to just... try my hardest to impress this girl and do what I yeah. need to do. Yeah. Uh, also, no way that he learns drums that fast. In just like saying. what two weeks? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's fine. It's uh the the girl who he the kids in love with. Yeah. Uh, she's no Whitney Houston. Yeah, but she is a. Oh no, sorry, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. I was about to say she is kind of a Christina Aguilera though. 
A little bit. Like a, uh, granted, like a she's also a version. child. She's yeah. a child, so like she's not a professional singing adult. So yeah. maybe, maybe I shouldn't be too hard on. Hey, her. You watch your mouth, uh, man. She was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's. I yeah. thought it was fine until it turned into the running to the airport. That cliche. was that was the part that kind of um, kind of roughed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I did, I did enjoy Mr. Bean coming back to help him out. <laughs> yeah. Although when did we? When did Mr. Bean? Like, how did he know Mr. Bean? Did we ever know that he knew Mr. Bean? He never knew Mr. Bean. It was. Uh, I knew Alan, Emma Thompson or Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman did, ran but, into him. Yeah. And so he only had that scene, and then the airport yeah. scene. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. He just was yeah. kind of there. He's like, I'm gonna help this child, but in reality, I just forgot my shit. Um. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole that plot was like I I I thought it had substance there. It got weird during conversations, but it was like a great bonding experience with father and son, stepson, mm. whatever. Um, yeah. And then the the airport thing was kind of hokey, but the story that was the one that I liked the most and felt like it had the most ground. Um, that I would watch a longer version of that if needed. Um, yeah, I could see that. But like, if they cut one of the other storylines and like progress that one, I would have liked that one the most. Yeah, um, for uh, sure. But I mean, moving on. Yeah, we don't oh. need to dwell on that one too much more. Yeah. Moving on to Laura Lenny and uh, Rodrigo Santoro, I think it is. Yeah, Rodrigo yes. Santoro. This one, I feel like, uh, and I wanted to ask you, did this ever get an ending? Like, it didn't show an ending to the rest of it. Like the rest of them did. I don't think so. Like it kind of just was um, like she. It was the most sad, obviously, but like it yeah. didn't. Which is why a, I liked it the most. I yeah, like sad things. And it just kind of ended. And I don't remember yeah. what exactly happened. Like she went to go see her brother, and then I don't think anything else, or she was working. Yeah. And got a call from her brother, and then nothing really happened from that. Like she just got yeah. sucked into her work life and just care for her, her care, caring I for her brother. I do know that they, sh- they showed him. Uh, leaving while she was still working after the fact mm-hmm. uh ad- admittedly i was kind of checked out at that time so yeah. i i don't remember anything significant happening after that but i could be wrong uh i love laura lenny i've always had a, like a slight crush on laura lenny oh my gosh uh, she's amazing yeah she she's she's great and uh she's great in this too like like the you know the the being torn between wanting love and mm-hmm. uh and family matters and, and family matters and uh you know just the you know the the, the part that i love the most was and i you know I, i'm i don't know anyone that is that level of mentally ill mm-hmm. uh my grandfather was at some point but yeah. you know that that was before he, he got super medicated um and I wasn't alive when that happened either. Yeah. Uh, but like, I I know for a fact that like, when you hang around with someone that is like that, you just know when they're going to like lash out at you, like she does, mm-hmm. where she like blocks him trying to hit her and everything. Uh, so it felt very real in in that moment, and and like how even though he tried to do that, she had like no malice towards him at all. Yeah. Uh, and just knew that it was just you know unfortunately part of who he was. As I I don't want to sit here and who diagnose he, who what he had become but, or yeah, something. Who, who he had become with with his mental illness uh so you, you know that's this kind of story i generally lean to more often yeah uh was well, that um, kind of more the more relatable yeah. aspect um, yeah. um but 
a thing that I didn't really enjoy about her story, like obviously she was great, but there was connections to characters that even more than the love interest, there was just connections there that just, it didn't feel like, why, why is she like moving that way? Like she getting all giddy behind like a corner. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's my problem with rom-coms in general. Yeah. And it happened a lot in this where everyone, everyone kind of becomes a high schooler. Yeah. Where like no matter not, the not age, a, not a single mature person in this entire movie, with the exception of maybe Emma Thompson. Yeah, uh, and, and Hugh Grant she's, is relatively. She's around kids. Yeah, Hugh Grant is also relatively mature in this. You know, like the the story is kind of unprofessional for a prime minister. Yeah, uh, but he handles it as maturely as one could. Yeah, um, and then Emma Thompson is is super mature. But yeah, go, uh, going back uh, to Laura Linney, yeah, that was a little bit weird. Um, um, I, I think it kind of showed how like how stuck in her past she was. Yeah, uh, which which was kind of like foreshadowing. Maybe uh, it made sense for her more than anyone else, but everyone else was kind of like that too. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was just weird to me that she was like a real character, and then she was kind of surrounded by people who were like obviously made for a rom com as far as characters yeah. go. And like Alan Rickman, uh, how long have you been in love with him? Uh, so well, first such of all, a weird, HR department. Yeah. HR department. Call them. Call your HR department. I don't even remember who she was in love with. I can't even find their name. Uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Uh, he played Xerxes in 300. I'm trying to find his ass. I mean, like, He's also in a movie with Jim oh, Carrey called I Love You, Philip Morris. Yeah, they, they didn't really have a connection at all. I, I, I think that was purely sexual. Yeah. Like uh, maybe maybe there was a little bit more on his end mm-hmm. and her end a little bit, but I think at first it was purely like a sexual physical connection. Yeah, even um, like even in the workplace, like I didn't even feel a connection with like friendships or anything with like her and the the the, yeah. the, the, the assistant or her and Ellen Rickman, yeah. the boss. Um, I don't know. They're just she, her and her brother was the best aspect of it. And yeah, then, I agree. Then there was just. I feel like there wasn't an ending unless I blinked and missed it. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's, it is possible that it was just like in the 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 airport scene real or quick. Or maybe it's just a really um, depressing one and it just ended her taking maybe. care of her brother and but then that was it. Speaking of how none of them have really any connection with any of the other characters, let's yeah. talk about Bill Nye and Gregor Fisher, Billy <laughs> Mack and Joe, his manager Joe. Yep. Uh, this was probably my favorite ending to all of the stories. Yes. Because uh, the entire time it's just like Billy Billy Mack, played by Bill Nye, being like this aging rock, rock star, star who seems yeah. very ungrateful for the position he's in mm-hmm. uh, and, and just shitting all over his manager Joe and everything. Uh and mainly just for laughs. Like, I, yeah. I, I you, you know, he never really means what he's saying, but it's, you can also see throughout that it's getting on Joe's nerves. Uh, and then at the end, he gets everything he wants. He, he gets to party with Elton John mm-hmm. and he goes back and expresses his platonic love for Joe. And it's just great. Yeah. It's a bromance. Yeah, it I was, loved it. it was, I it loved was, it. The ending made up for the whole thing because I feel like one yeah. his storyline was one you could have cut. Love Bill Nye, but it that wasn't. I mean, if I'm honest, you could cut all of them, and the movie would be better. Well, a hundred percent. That was because it wouldn't exist. There's, there's like at least two where you could definitely cut it, and I would have been yeah. more than okay with it. Like, sadly, yeah. even like uh, the Martin Freeman storyline, like it, it was, it was good, but like yeah. there wasn't really anything. 
We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we're talking about but, yeah, Bill I'm, Nye I'm just kind of kind of saying there's a couple storylines yeah. that yeah. you could have cut, and I would have been okay, and it probably would have Colin made... as well, the guy who wanted to go to yes, America. Yes, that, that, that one too. But uh, yeah. like if they cut those and made a couple of those other storylines longer, uh, would have been, would be been totally you, awesome. Right? Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, his... His was okay, and then the ending made up for it when, you mm-hmm. know, the two, he was like, oh, I got everything yeah, I, I want agree. for I, Christmas. I really didn't like it at first, other than Bill mm-hmm. Nye just being the international treasure that he is. Yeah. Uh, I, so, like, I was like, oh, Bill Nye's cool, but, like, yeah. this story's not really doing it. And then the ending happened, I was just like, well, there, there it is. There's the punch. There Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's not too much else to say about that one. Yep. So let's get on to Colin Firth. Uh, one of the I, most trying to, <laughs> uh, boring, I must say. Yes, this felt the most British. Yeah, out of all of them, uh, with like the to, like the like a lake house type vibe. With uh, is that the, yeah. is that what it was called? Like Keanu and Sandra. It's like one of those for, type where like the isolation romance movies. That's that's the are, story. What's the Portuguese uh, woman's name? I forget. Uh, Ariella. Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, Colin Firth and Lu- Lucia Lucia Moniz. Uh, probably butchered that pronunciation. Um, the thing that I did like about it was the language barrier, how, yep. th- like, they were just shit-talking, or she was shit-talking him the whole time, and he kind of just liked it. Yeah. He probably knew she was shit-talking him, but, like, didn't know exactly what about. Um, but I, I thought that was as charming. But, yeah, you're right. It, it was, like, the most boring one. Well, it was just until the, Yeah, it was just the most, uh, textbook, I guess you could say, as they go. Yeah. Um, until the ending, which I'm sure you were about to say. Yeah, until the ending when uh, all the Portuguese people think that he's going to kill or or, <laughs> or buy her, kill the woman or, or buy her, yeah. and everything is just. I thought that was that it was really that funny whole sequence was funny. I think that that was great, but I think the the best thing about that whole thing is that they learned each other's languages, and then obviously they didn't learn it perfectly, yeah. which is yeah. which is great. Very well done. It would have been. It would have been so stupid. It would have been if they way were way too hokey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they had like the broken English and then broken Portuguese. And the broken Portuguese. Yeah. Because yeah. that that made that made for that moment to be better. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you got a chuckle out of it. You got. <laughs> yeah. he, he said something really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um. But again, very textbook. But that end that ending made it for a nice one. Made it for. It uh, then we're going to Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman, the most heartbreaking of them all. Honestly, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I mean, heartbreaking a different way from Laura Linney's heartbreaking. Yes. Um, with Emma Thompson, of course, being like, I don't want to say a perfect wife, but like a wife that anyone would be lucky to have. And Alan Rickman just completely yeah taking her for granted and, and trying to have an affair with his, uh, Assistant. I'm probably sure it was successful too. Trying to uh, affair with his his assistant. Well, I think they um, I think they kind of they glossed over it a bit, but they kind of yeah. and they're like were like yeah he he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah definitely the most heartbreaking. Um, this is like the most family oriented one where they like the mm-hmm. the the dad is just working and then like I guess kind of gets bored of the home life and then something kind of spices up at work and by something i mean the lady's kind of hitting on him he's like "Ooh, some, well, something she needs new. to calm down she this did. is why we have hr departments i could smell the pheromones like, from here i was like for real stop for real um but yeah he did the textbook classic man thing where he's like oh my life seems kind of boring even though he kind of had the he had his life right there in front of him uh and it was 
pretty much damn near perfect. And he mm-hmm. was he just fucked it up for some chick who wanted yeah. to slob on the knob. They say they say knob in Britland. I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> they do, yeah. Um, so yeah, that um, one that one was the most tragic to me, especially yeah. for Emma Thompson. Yeah, and her character was so likable too. Yeah. Like, like she she did the snooping thing where you know she's like, ooh, excited for Christmas. What what's yeah. he getting me? Uh, and then she gets excited about the present she sees, but mm. it's not for her. Huge smile and everything. The uh, when she goes to puts she puts the Joni, I think it's Joni Mitchell CD that he ends up getting. I her. think so. Yeah, puts that on in the room so she can just cry for a little bit and then comes I, out. I don't think uh, it actually did. Did it actually play? Because like it kind of continued into like the I, music play. Yeah, I I don't know if it, like she was playing I, it. But I it was, I couldn't tell if the, she turned on the music or if they just played it and she was just crying silently in the other room. Yeah, I it, I, it I was, can't. Re- re- I don't know. Recall, it looked. But, I think I remember a scene where it looked like the CD was open, but they never showed her actually putting in the CD. So I I, yeah. I don't know. Um. Uh, but but yeah. she has like one of the most heartbreaking lines uh, towards like when she kind of confronts him about it, uh, where she, she's like, I know about the gold necklace. Uh, and she says something to the effect of, uh, is this, you know, just a necklace and sex or is it worse a necklace and love? Yeah. Uh, and, and then she asks him what she, what he would do in her situation and then just kind of leaves it at that. And I think that that's all the conversation you need to have for this particular story. Anything more would be yeah. uh, egregious and, and kind of, you know, over-explaining it. Um, yeah, I really... yeah, I thought it was... I really wanted to like great... Alan Rickman in this, but, at, like, from the first scene he was in with kind of, like, uh, with Laura Linney, I was like, he comes off as very weird in this movie, and I don't enjoy yeah. it. And then the whole, you know... Well, they, they need an HR department, I'm yeah. telling you. And then the whole secretary thing happened, and I'm like, man... And of all the actors in this, I had to dislike yeah. Alan Rickman the most. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most most generally heartbreaking as far as like a household, family, mm-hmm. and everything types goes. That's for well, sure. Legitimately an interesting story yeah. too. Like it's it's like the chemistry uh, just, was it, there. Like uh, yeah, like they they were both like a solid family home and everything like that. And they yeah, Emma like Thompson maybe a little so dull because yeah. you know they've been married together but, for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's but. also what they were trying to convey too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, Moving on to Colin Frissel, the the caterer, who yeah. uh, is just kind of creepy and wants to go to America just to get laid. Laid, yeah, yeah. Rightfully I, assumes that a British person would have an easier time getting <laughs> laid in America than he would in England. They would, uh, especially Milwaukee. Yeah, like when when he went to Milwaukee, I was like, he, did he go he to, had to gone Milwaukee to New York? or Wisconsin? Milwaukee, because he was trying to go to uh, Wisconsin in the beginning, I believe. Milwaukee's in Wisconsin. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my own country. <laughs> yeah, um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, the but um, it, had he gone to New York or one of like the bigger cities, his British accent would have meant nothing. So the fact that he went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, yeah, was the perfect, <laughs> the perfect thing. And for he his happened plan. to hit the perfect bar too. That had the perfect bar, the perfect night, the hottest with chicks. Three, three or was it three or four? It was three, really? and then the fourth one was. Oh, at there was home. a fourth. Uh, yeah. A uh, very lonely, yep. poor college girls or whatever they yep. are. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, it's, it was other than, until that point, he was just kind of creepy. I mean, he was creepy then too. I, but <laughs> this had no business being in this movie, <laughs> except no for the, the ending laugh of him, like, "Oh, he actually did get laid by all these people," yeah. which yeah. 
January Jones, Alicia Cuthbert, and Ivana uh, Milkevic. She was in uh she was in that show with, oh my God, Anthony Starr, I believe, that I can't remember that Amish one. I cannot remember that. Banshees. Fucking, yes, Banshee. She was in that. Three of the hottest women. He got all of them. Congratulations yep. on that guy. At the same time. Same time. time. And whoever that fourth one was, I'm sure she was a... Woo! Sure she was a Well, she's the one that comes at the end. Oh, was she? That com- comes to the... Uh, yeah, comes at the end. I just assumed he picked up another chick. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was her name? I, uh, I where, do not where remember. She? But she had a thick accent. Harriet. Harriet. Yeah. Played by Shannon Elizabeth. Oh, real quick, uh, because who, I just... Who is American Pie Nadia in American Pie. Real quick, because I kind of just um, passed this chick. Um, going back to... Um, Jesus, Glenn. Liam Neeson. Uh, I I didn't like that he kind of just ran into some chick and just fell in love, kind of. He did not not necessarily yeah. fell in love, but kind of just got like starstruck. I don't know. I, I didn't really enjoy that part. He kind of just ran into yeah. this other mom. Well, not that he's a mom, but ran into a mom at that play yeah. and was just like, oh, all thick <laughs> Irish accent. Uh, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> um, Top eh, of the morning. Going to back you. to that. But yeah, uh, I didn't care for the Colin storyline at a single fuck of the matter. Uh, that was Me one neither. that could have gotten cut hoard. Except for I laughed when he landed in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, just because it's the perfect place for a British person to go to get laid. Yep. <laughs> Prob- probably. I don't know. I haven't been to Milwaukee. I've only flown through it. Yep. Uh, so, uh, but moving on to, we talked about him a bit, a little bit, Martin Freeman and Joanna Page, mm-hmm. the stand-ins for the movie that is not explained at all, but there's a lot of sex yeah. uh, in it. And, that, and that's, that's like one thing about this movie. It doesn't shy away from the nudity, really. Um, mm-hmm. really gives it to you uh, a yeah. lot. And it's usually comedic when it, when it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, this, this has no point being in this movie, but Uh, this is the one, but it's funny. Yeah. This is is the one where it gets a pass because it was good and funny. It was quick. Like the storyline was, it was there. They had chemistry and it was good. Yeah. And the utmost professionals, the utmost professionals. I have a mustache tickling the fuck out of my nose right now. And it's terrible. There you go. Uh, and then finally, mm. we have the big one, the most famous one for the Andrew Lincoln scene with yep. the cards and Kira Knightley and Chowetel Ch- 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 Um Meh. Very meh. Meh. Very meh. The uh, best part about it is him having a breakdown in the courtyard outside of his apartment. Yeah. Like, it's it just... Because it's, at that same time... <laughs> I, I was just imagining that the Walking Dead scene where he's like Carl just fucking Carl. offs his mother and and Rick's just like no no yeah. no <laughs> fucking walking. I like around. Andrew Lincoln, but he is a big. He does go a bit over the top when he acts. Yeah, I um, I that whole storyline. I mean, for the most part, it was it was okay. Yeah, but there just wasn't anything there. Yeah, really. Uh. It's, it does have, obviously, the most famous scene of the entire movie, yep. uh, which is creepy in a way. Mm. Uh, but also, like, if he's going to do that, at least that's as far as he took it. He yep. never tried to push it after that. Uh, and I he, hate that he was connected. Like, the, the connections just kind of pissed me off in this movie, how people were connected. Yeah. He was connected like, they, to the they secretary. They just were friends with... Well, and they were also just friends with Colin Firth, Yeah, that too. that too, yeah. Just randomly. Yeah. Never talked about it yeah. before. Uh, overall, this movie is just very cringy to me. Yeah, it has its 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 shining moments, 
Uh, they're few and far between, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I know people like their romance movies, but this really was one of the movies that has me wondering what is wrong with people. I wish that I, they like it this much. I will say this. I wish if I could change one thing about the whole thing is that I wish Rowan Atkinson was the connection between each of the friendships. That would have been a nice plus, Mr. Yeah. Bean. Like he's the one that connected everybody. What if this was just a Mr. Bean movie? Besides the Emma, Tom- Emma, Emma Thompson and um, Hugh Grant, I thought was the best connection as far as it went. Like that's how they connected stories. Yeah. But yeah. if he was the connection between each story, I think that would have been honestly, honestly better. Yeah. Or like a background. He was something in the background or anything. Yeah, it's it is what it is. It it's, is what it uh, is. I. I know I'm in the minority when I say I did not like it. Uh, I'm honestly baffled that people like it. I, I, romance is one of those genres where I will never understand why people like it so much. Uh, like, why do people care about other people's love lives as much as they do to deal with something so cringy? Mm. Um, but I also just kind of cringe at grand gestures of romance in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad... Caitlin doesn't like them because <laughs> I would hate myself if I had to do them ever. Perfect. Uh, and anytime I see pictures of promposals, I just want to punch those kids in the face. Mm, yucky, yucky. Uh, I did one. Because it's, it's, why, Glenn? I'm going to have to punch you in the face when I see you it's next. Right, I love it. Okay. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, but I don't have anything else to say really about this. It's, it's, it is what it is. I'm it is what it very is. uninterested in this movie. Uh, and I will never watch it again. I say that with 100% confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will leave the room if someone else oh, yeah. is watching it. Just throw the com- or computer. The, I'm staring at two monitors right now. Uh, trust me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just chuck <laughs> that fucking TV out of the living <laughs> room. Sorry, exactly. kids. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of nudity. Your kids shouldn't be watching this anyway. Yeah. I'm going to have to blur a lot of it when I edit this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move on if you are. Yeah. Uh, so that does it for our review of Love Actually. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it needs to be a unanimous decision with uh, goes to Gavar's over the legs of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, this was streaming roulette. So yes. coin tails. flip generator. You're picking tails? Okay. Uh, and it is heads. I'll go. <laughs> I don't think uh, no. I've ever gone a single one yet. <laughs> you have. You have. have. I? That's w- crazy. One of, one of the first ones I did, uh, it was heads. So I'm going to say no. It doesn't. It's just too cringy. Yeah. Uh, I while I don't like romance movies, there are some romance movies that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a wonderful life. The romance in that is actually really good. Yep. Uh, it's 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 real. It's not you know grandiose and cringy. It's um, fabricated or anything. It's like fa- that. yeah. It just feels real. Whereas like you know none of. Th- well, I don't want to say none of the the Emma Thompson Alan Rickman storyline feels real. Yeah, the Laura Lenny storyline feels real. Um, and then f- with some boundaries, the Liam. Uh, why am I? Yeah, Liam, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson and, and the kid. I almost said Liam Thompson. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just cringy. They they don't explain enough. Mm. Like other than Keira Knightley's attractive, you don't understand why Andrew Lincoln's in love with her. Yep. That like oh she's attractive true yeah she's attractive but why 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 is he this obsessed with her to the point where he took a camera yeah they don't really give a lot of personality to her besides yeah. teeth 
Yeah. Well, I mean, she's got that, that is a lot of her personality. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, she was my childhood crush. So I, I can't her speak. Her pirates. Ill oh my of, god. Uh, pirates of the Caribbean had that poster on the <laughs> wall. Who lordy? But yeah, no, it doesn't go on the shelf. Um. So I, I would also say no. I didn't mind it nearly as as much as uh, you didn't mind it or mm-hmm. minded it. Um. But I mean, there's. It, it, I I don't see why this is. I guess. There's better Christmas romance movies out there, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. I don't know why this one's on top. Maybe just because there's so many storylines and big heads in this that are, is what like conveys people to watch it. Or yeah. I don't know. But uh, this is no for me too. But I mean, I didn't hate watching it. Yeah. I'll say that. So I well, I hated watching. Yeah. It. Well, I uh, I hated watching seventy five percent of it. Yes. I, the other twenty five percent I liked. Uh, so Love Actually does not make it on the KFR shelf for the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to the end of the 2023 that did KFR podcast season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be taking time off. Yes. Uh, about a month. So our next episode will be released on January 15th. And of course, as always, it's a new cycle, so it is my turn to it pick. It is. Uh this year, I had a list of movies and had Glenn pick a random number. I'm going to get back to that. Yep. But there is a movie that I kept mentioning this year. That was never picked. Yeah, it was just somewhere from the in there. Yeah, kept ending up in like the twenties or something. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I, for the start of the of twenty twenty four, am going to pick this movie. I'm tired of you fucking not picking my number, dude. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is a movie uh, from nineteen ninety four that was critically panned and by both fans and critics alike. Everyone who hates it is fucking wrong. I do not care. 1994, hour and a half, Clifford, starring Martin Short. Clifford is a very special little boy. Would you please stop hitting the back of my chair? I am trying to sleep. I'm sorry, Miss Nice Older Person, but I don't know what you're talking about. Perhaps you were just having a nightmare about your early days in the circus. Hi, what's your name, son? My name is Clifford. And I think you're the bestest captain in the whole wide world. Well, thank you. Martin Short in his smallest role ever. Charles Grodin in his most trying performance. I underestimated the evil one. What is it with you and Dinosaur World? It's a sick thing! And Mary Steenburgen. Can you just act like a human boy for one minute here? Look at me like a person. You can't do it for more than a few seconds. Look at me like a human boy. Hello? Whose house is this? It's the kid who's throwing the party. I think his name is Clifford. You want me to get him? No, I'll get him later. Well, there it is, Clifford. Dinosaur World. How many years do you think you'll get for kidnapping me, Uncle Ten Most Wanted? That is so cute. I really shouldn't put this in hyperdrive, but I just can't seem to help myself. <laughs> Clifford, terror has a new name, and comedy has a new face. Oh, honey, be careful while you eat your cereal. Use a napkin. This boy and his cereal. A bratty 10-year-old boy is obsessed with visiting a dinosaur-themed amusement park. His uptight uncle takes a wily tyke (laughs) in, takes the wily tyke in for a week and barely lives to regret it. Martin Short is playing a 10-year-old kid. Comedy genius. Uh, there's one Comedy scene genius. a lot lately that has been circulating. Which one's that? Wait, where he, uh, he's like smiling. He's like smile like a normal person, and he's oh, just yes. like my favorite 
fucking scene. <laughs> I'm telling you, anyone who dislikes this movie should not be allowed to vote. <laughs> they have no 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 culture. Yeah. They have they have no knowledge. They have no sense. Uh, Can't wait to of actually course. get to that scene. So that'll that'll uh, be something. Directed by Paul Flaherty, written by William Porter. I'm just thinking about that scene right now. <laughs> Steven and Stephen Campman, starring Martin Short, uh, Charles Grodin, Mary Steenbergen, uh, Dabney Coleman, Richard Kind is in there, Jennifer Savage, uh, Ben Savage, spelled differently, oh. so they're not related. Uh, and uh, that is it as far as people that I recognize. Uh, this is going to be on Freebie, Pluto, Roku, Tubi, and then you can also rent it on Amazon if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want my opinion. It is worth the $4 to rent. So if by some chance you hate commercials and don't want to watch it on one of those free, pre- uh, free platforms, yeah. you're insane. Just watch it with the the, the ads. Do it, people. Uh, Do it. You, uh, it's worth the $4. Uh, and we're going to watch this. And on January 15th, you'll either find out that I realized I was talking out of my ass from <laughs> nostalgia or that it stands up and anyone who doesn't like it should yep. not be allowed to vote. Seriously stood the uh, test of time. Yes. Yeah, so Clifford on Freebie, Pluto, and Roku and Tubi uh, renting on Amazon. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for another great year. Yes. And watching and listening and all that. Uh, you can check out our website, as always, at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we're Keystone underscore film underscore review. On Facebook. Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next year when we watch Martin Short. Yes. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone. Yes. Whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope it is a great Mm -hmm. one. And we will see you in the new year. Goodbye, everybody. Smooches. Smooches. Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs>